0: Welcome to Another Day Above Ground, a show for, by, and about baby boomers. It's the podcast for people who have no idea how to download a podcast. And now, here's your host... Dale Irvin! Well, thank you, Farad, and welcome back, all of the baby boomers and boomerettes. It's another day above ground. I'm Dale Irvin, and we are going to talk about all things relative to boomers right now. But I need some help when I do that every week, so let me introduce you to my partners. First of all, from the mile-high city of Denver, Colorado, Carolyn Strauss.
1: Did you just say boomers and boomerettes? I used to have rumorents yes, in my hair when I was in the 7th grade.
0: Apparently it <laughs> means different things to different people. <laughs> yeah.
1: uh, from the mile high and the mile
2: wide city, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs>
1: exactly. Mile city high, made. mile
2: wide. I love the nice city by the
0: <laughs> so, Carolyn, what's, uh, what's happening out in Denver right now?
1: um this week actually we're back in the 40s and 50s clear sky and everywhere else the snow has melted except at my house because I have a northern exposure and coming back from my trip from last week I drove back I'm like there's no snow there's no snow until I got to my house where there was like three feet of snow on my driveway it was fun
0: oh good for you good for you you're a collector Yes. And from uh, joining us from Indiana, the uh, the Aristotle of comedy, Mr. Tim Slagle.
3: Supply chain problems strike again, leaving grocery stores just as empty as a campaign
0: promise. Oh, <laughs> nice analogy. We'll let you introduce you, Frank. It'll be more effective.
1: Oh. Anyhow. <laughs> <laughs> Hey Dale, do we have a I, guest this week? <laughs>
0: oh, hey Carol, invite me.
1: <laughs> That's why you live far away. You're afraid.
0: <laughs> Anyhow, we had a we had an ice storm here, overnight, and and it just it it just glazed everything. My driveway looked like a Zamboni driver went over it a couple of times, and the little hill that leads up to my house, but. <laughs> My wife thought I was stupid when I bought a luge. Oh, no. I was able to lose it <laughs> that is, so.
3: Well,
0: you know, this has been a uh, rather sad week, celebrity-wise. We lost uh, Betty White, and we lost uh, Dwayne Hickman, Dobie Gillis, and Bob Saget. And, you know, it all comes at a time when we're all facing more depression anyhow. So we figured, well, how can we help well, we can't. But we found a guy that can. <laughs> a, this Frank King is a is a comedian who uh, was in the uh, in the business the same time as Tim and I. Matter of fact, when I called him, I had a message that he'd like to be on the show. And I asked him, I said, well, what do you do? He goes, well, I don't know, but my picture's hanging up next to yours at the punchline. <laughs> and at that, <laughs> that point, I remembered who it was, but... Anyhow, now Frank is known as the mental health comedian, and he's concentrating his efforts on, uh, on depression and suicide prevention. And you, know, you talk about depression. I live in a town called Downers Grove. I moved here because I thought a grove was full of quaalude trees. No, no, no. It's all people (laughs) who are really sad. (laughs) Anyhow, Frank is the author of the book Guts, Grit, and the Grind. And he's he's also a writer on The Tonight Show for Jay Leno. So, uh, you know, Jay's out of work. (laughs) So is Frank. But anyhow, (laughs) he's going to tell us how baby boomers can cope with these feelings of depression and being alone and, Frank King, welcome to another
2: day above ground. Thank you, Dale, Tim, Carolyn. Right. How in the heck are you? We're doing Unless good, but
1: <laughs> right. We're all fine. Thanks for coming. It was nice to meet you. Bye.
2: <laughs> but
0: from what I what I, I saw on your website, it's not you, like you, a good date for you, Carolyn. Um. Thanks <laughs> <laughs> nice for coming. We, Bye. We, we could just leave you two kids alone to chat, and probably yeah. get more listeners Thanks. than we ever had.
2: <laughs> yeah, go to, go to account. Book a Discovery call with Carolyn.
1: <laughs> a discovery call. Yeah, that's what I... <laughs> it's like mining for gold. All right. How are you?
2: Yeah, you know, it's, it's comics. It's... Uh, by the way, Bob Sack and I I worked with him when I was a, an open micer and a baby comedian at the Comedy Store in La Jolla, which was a branch of the one in, you know, in mm-hmm. Sunset in Los Angeles. Quite and and he, he, he was a nice guy. He was. And a friend of mine went to see a show in the Bay Area a couple of months ago. And he said, "Oh my God! You know, it wasn't the the uh, Full House, uh, America's Funniest Video guy." I said, "No, you should have called me before you went because <laughs> you know, his Just, stuff you should is." Should have watched the Aristocrats, you know? Oh <laughs> God, his stuff was <laughs> it is dark. I mean, he, you know. Uh there's yeah, a reason ba- the
1: Olsen twins grew up to be the way they are.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and, and you know, the same thing happened to um Fred Sanford, uh, Red Fox. People would go to Vegas to see Red Fox. They were expecting Fred Sanford from the San you know, I think. <laughs> you know, the guy who worked the Chitlin' Circuit, the Black Clubs and he had a, an album called You Got to Wash Your Ass. Uh, with a picture of you <laughs> on it it's and you know the words
0: were never spoken
2: yeah these these people in the from the midwest are just staring and and one <laughs> night uh one night he came out on stage there were like four people in the audience in the theater seat 600 and he walks out to the tune you know, the, the sanford son's tune takes one look at a half dozen people and said, I'm not going to effing work for six people. And then they played, they played him off by the same (laughs) tune.
1: A friend of the show, a
3: uh, a friend of the show, Tim Wilkins was actually, uh, if you're, if you've been listening to us all along, you've heard Tim several times. Uh, He was actually opening for him uh, both nights in Florida uh, before he, before he died.
2: Yeah, I know, Tim. And uh, and I, too, have had a heart attack, by the way. I think they think he had a heart attack. And uh, I have one of those as well. Well, I'm going to be the first to
3: speculate here because they said they said he was face up lying on bed with his left hand on his chest and his right hand at his side. So (laughs) I know that I'm familiar with that position. So you're saying he died masturbating. Well, what, well, what do you do that. after they you kill? Was... What do you do when you go back to the hotel room alone and kill for two, after you've killed for two hours? Hey, uh, the hooker? Uh, <laughs> yeah.
2: um, no, he's America's TV dad. He wouldn't do that. Well, I I thought I thought maybe overdose, accidental or otherwise. But uh, well, but see, that's what I'm thinking, and you're much closer to this
0: topic than I am. But I'm thinking, yeah, he's laying on the bed, fully clothed, with his face up, and, and I'm thinking that that's the position I'd want to die in if I was
2: contemplating suicide. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it, it it makes me wonder, but it could have been a heart attack. I mean, it's it's fifty fifty percent of the time the first symptom of a heart attack is death. So it's conceivable <laughs> that I had my heart attack in the woods. I was a half mile from the car, me and the dogs, and I had T-Mobile, so I didn't have cell service. And I had to walk <laughs> a half yeah, I had to walk a half mile back to the car, drive two miles home. I yelled at my wife, Honey Down nine one one. This is what I hear. I'm in the bathroom. I got the phone on. I can't hear you. Great. <laughs> she opened the door, took one look at my face, which is whiter than the Republican Party, and called 911. Uh, <laughs> and I made it to the hospital. And, yeah, and uh, anyway.
0: Wow. Wow. So. It, 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 you know, let's get back to the uh, to the to the depression and the suicide thing. That's your specialty now. What is talking people
2: off of their yeah uh, off of the ledge? Yes, uh, actually, what I do is I I teach people the signs and symptoms of depression and thoughts of suicide, so that if they're with someone or know someone, how do you spot it? Because because um, eight out of ten people who are suicidal are ambivalent, can't make up their mind, and nine out of ten give hints in the last week leading up to an attempt, which means most people don't want to die. They want somebody to notice something and interrupt. So that's what I teach.
0: Wow. I had an uncle who was ambivalent, which was weird. Most of us were Methodists. But um, other other than and that. my mom's you know,
1: ambivalent, what? but I'm a righty. You can do both.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Nicely
2: done. So I'm what are some of those signs? signs? I can read on both sides. Um, <laughs> the,
0: I'm irrelevant.
2: Yeah, the, oh, the signs. Um Well, eat too much, can't eat. They sleep too much, or they can't sleep. They have trouble getting up in the morning, but seem to rally in the afternoon. And here's a big one. They let their personal hygiene go. So when you zoom in, you notice the hair's a little dirty, clothes kind of not quite so clean, maybe because they can't drag themselves out of bed to run a little wash and hit the shower. And then I teach, you know, what do you say to them? Well, here's what you don't say. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps, which, by the way, is really difficult to do if you're hanging from your belt. And um uh, Turn that frown upside down. Somebody said to me, "Choose joy." I said, "Like if you're if you're not talking about dishwashing liquid, I'm out of luck." Um, <laughs> what you do say is, "I'm here for you, and I mean it. I know you're not crazy or lazy. I know mental uh, depression is a mental illness, but time and treatment, things will get better. I'll help you get. You know, I'll take time to help you get the treatment. And then you got to ask him this question: Are you having thoughts of suicide? Which is a difficult question to ask. And uh, by the way, if they deny it, but you think, wait, I think they're going to kill themselves. How would you know? Well, they talk about death and dying, Google death and dying. It's it's a theme in their artwork, writing, music. Uh, they, they, get, they get their affairs in order, giving away prized possessions because they want to make sure they go to the people they want them to go to when they're gone. And, uh, you know, acquiring the means, stockpiling medications and such. Here's a uh, dangerous one. They've been depressed forever. Now they're happy. And you have no idea why, but you're happy because hey, they're happy. It may be because Probably they've chosen the divorce. To... Did it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Time, <laughs> time, place, and method, and they know the pain's coming to an end. So, yes, yeah, so those are those are the top signs of depression, thoughts of suicide, and and uh, hey, by the way, if they tell you they're suicidal, you ask them if they have a plan. If they have a plan, what is your plan? If it's detailed, you need to get them on the phone with a suicide prevention lifeline. Can I tell you guys a funny story about the, have you got a plan? Uh, as somebody, I have two mental illnesses, de- two mental illnesses, depression and chronic suicidal ideation. And, and sometimes when a normal person, a neurotypical person asks me how I'm doing, and if I'm really tired, I'll tell them. So I get in the Uber after two, like two, three hour CE programs I've put on. And the young kid, eyes was in the mirror and he goes, Hey man, how you doing? I said, I'm depressed and suicidal. How about you? He goes, uh, what am I supposed to say to that? I said, Do you really want to know? He goes, Yeah. I said, Do you ask me if I have a plan? So he goes, Do you have a plan? And then it hit him. He goes, Does it involve Uber? <laughs> <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I always thought, you know, if I was going to do it, I would I would beat myself to death. That way, if I changed my mind halfway through, I could quit. You
2: know. What I mean? so... Well, and Dale, by the way, three times as many women attempt; men tend to complete because they use a firearm. Women tend to use those methods where, like, pills or razor blade or whatever. So that, like I said, you can change your mind and call nine one one and and. uh
3: yeah, no, I, no change in your mind once you start falling.
2: No, no, and I was going to use a gun. I mean, I can tell you what the barrel of my gun tastes like. That's how close I got, and it was, uh, you know, I mean, if I pull the trigger, probably gunpowder. Yeah, yeah, it would it, there was no coming back. Although if I pull the trigger and miss, it had a really wicked scar right here. I could charge about twenty five hundred bucks more for a keynote. So,
0: <laughs> <laughs> makeup, my friend. There's a uh, lot of makeup. Experts oh man, out I there should that do get... that. I should. Little they ditch could, along they, there. They could turn you into the Elephant Man. No kidding. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: I had never thought about that. That's.
1: So after what you said, Frank, I'm never gonna skip a shower again because you said. What did you say at first? Too much candy. Check. Sleeping a lot. Check. Check. And um, not wanting to get up in the morning. Um, check. So other than you know the fact that I shower every day, I- I'm in, man. I'm. I'm. You're scaring me now.
2: I'm sorry, but you seem pretty happy. Uh,
1: see? <laughs> that's apparently that's another sign. I'm very concerned right now, Frank. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's, uh, so it's you know what it is. The odd thing is one person dies every nine minutes in the US of suicide. But hardly anybody talks about it unless you bring it up. And I'm telling you, if you bring it up, everybody's got a story. It's just I mean, they line up after my keynote. I have to set aside an extra half an hour to, to you know, to chat with people afterwards because they all got a story or whatever uh so yeah i mean it's rewarding you know you help people um i finally found it you know I, I was like dale and i started comedy i'm thinking roughly the same time and for years i wanted like to have 80, a message. Yeah. yeah i wanted to have a message content everybody in the nsa had a message i actually had a tagline in the mid-90s when i was living in san diego the san diego chapter was uh, make a living not a difference and I, I know, <laughs> I like that. yeah, I had no way, you know, uh, to make a difference. I had no idea what to talk about, you know, and, and the speaker's getting paid more than I was because they had content.
0: And anyway, ah, content's overrated, but,
1: uh, <laughs> clearly if you listen to this podcast,
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyhow, Two people have committed suicide in the time that we've been on the air here, and that's kind yeah. of uh, that's kind of freaky, you know. It, it...
3: Maybe we should stop. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, is the show that bad? We're uh...
3: down to twenty-two listeners.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: An old joke that Sting came out on a concert one time, and he's going. Every time I clap my hands a baby dies in Africa and somebody in the audience yelled out well quit freaking doing it
2: <laughs> Oh yeah that
0: was that was my anomalous accent it fits many uh, many, many different uh, minorities but none of them on the spot <laughs> So Frank, what would be your suggestion of what people can do in order to you know, stay on the right side
2: of life. Uh, the right side of the grass, as we say, I would, well, you know, they, uh, when the pandemic started, I realized that most of my mentally ill friends were going to be fine, because most of them are high functioning have self care plans. I, I created a keynote called um, social distancing is staying sane, don't worry so much about your mentally ill friends. Because, you know, I've got a self care plan. And Well, you know, if you're mentally ill, you wake up in an uncertain world every day, whether it's a pandemic or not. So I taught neurotypical people how to put together a self-care plan. You can practice every day. Mine's real simple. It's diet. I'm on the keto diet. I intermittent fast, exercise five times a week, uh, meditation twice a day after a meal, medication, and um, good night's sleep. Actually, meditation, medication, and masturbation. Good night's sleep. Do you guys know I did a TED Talk called... um, Mental health and the orgasm, treat your depression single-handedly. <laughs> I, yeah. I like that. I give you a um,
0: hand for that, man. I, cool.
2: you. I love my iPhone, but it's my second second favorite handheld device. Um <laughs> it's the only <laughs> 10 i I've, I've ever gotten a standing ovation for. And here's why. The last joke was: my wife said, Don't do it. I said it's just gonna kill. So I'm talking about masturbation, orgasm all. And so at the end of the talk, I go, do you guys know why they call it orgasm, orgasm? And they're like, no. And I go, because nobody gets spelled. (laughs) (laughs) Standing ovation. (laughs) Oh, get this. They're big on action items. So I said, during my talk, you have to have some scientific information. Men who self-pleasure more than 21 times a month, that's the... uh, Are not
3: baby boomers.
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> a month or a day? Okay. 20 times a month have a twenty percent lower rate of prostate cancer. So I said at this point, if twenty one is the bar, I'm immortal. And <laughs> I, I said, you know, the committee want an action item on this. I do you really have to encourage men to do this. I said, Okay, let's keep the committee happy. Here's my advice on masturbation, boys. Beat it like it owes you money. Thank you. And <laughs>
0: and and a friend of mine said the best thing about when your life wife leaves the house is you can turn the volume on the
1: porn.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, sorry, Carol.
1: <laughs>
2: oh, she's used to it. Three years. Three years
3: in, this is nothing.
2: Yeah. Uh, I could
1: teach you boys a thing or two.
2: <laughs> yeah. So, uh, call right now, a book a discovery, call with Carolyn. Um, <laughs> <laughs> First well, five Caroline... hours, get
0: free lotion.
2: <laughs> yeah, bacon lube. Anyway... Uh, I know. I I didn't know it existed until another comic told me about this. I, I just saw it advertised. Somewhere. Wait, wait. What did you just it's, say?
1: Bacon lube.
2: Bacon it's lube, lube that smells like bacon. bacon.
1: Is it made from like bacon grease or something?
2: I I I I've never I I've never read the ingredients. That would be
1: cheaper. You just make yeah. breakfast, yeah. and then you've got everything you need.
2: Yeah, a little dripper, drippin', jar <laughs> jars. We used to say in the south.
0: Uh, Did you see the l- guy in? In I'm sorry, you see the guy in the news today that got a pig's heart?
2: Yeah, yeah. I saw that. They genetically modified uh, the pig's heart. Yeah, they've been doing that with heart valves. They've been doing uh, working. Um, they've been uh, Duke University was uh, doing some gene. Stuff with genes. That's G E N E, not J E A N S. Uh, with pigs to make make human, you know, for humans for heart valves. And I guess they just went the next step, which is heart. I so. think though. I think though
3: you're going to find a lot of women that will uh, protest this, the suggestion that this is the first man with the heart of a pig. <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> although it's easy to feed him now <laughs> yeah. he, he, he'll, he'll he'll self-clean the dishes after you eat <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah so i'm in a cracker barrel and i told the waitress look i'm a vegetarian i don't eat meat and i said so i ordered a bunch of veggies off the menu for a cracker barrel and you know it's cracker barrel so i'm about halfway through my bowl of string beans and big hunk of bacon so i call the waitress over and they go um Uh, (laughs) how'd you season these? And she goes, Pam, you know, spray. And I held up the piece of bacon and I said, was that perhaps the pig's name? Uh, uh, (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, By the way, Kelly, my lovely wife, when I met her, she would say things like, oh, poop. And after we were on the road together, she and I, for 2,369 nights in a row, Wow. Uh, yeah seven years and change nonstop. and but you know you know by the time we got done because you know you Dale tell you you live in a comedy condo you live it's like living in a frat house for her and man by the time we got done with that she swears like a sailor it's just <laughs> yeah. wait so
1: what years were this that you did all of these shows with her coming along with you
2: yeah, it was a uh, day after Christmas, 85 to April of 93.
1: And you're still married, she's still married to you.
2: Yeah, it was, um, you know, it's one of those things either, either <laughs> breaks you up or, you know, it, it makes a marriage. And it was, diff- we didn't have a home. We had a Forerunner, a Toyota. And if you get pissed off, only place to go is the back seat. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, she just came along. I said to her as I was getting ready to leave town to go pro, I said, look, I'm going to go on the road to be a professional comedian do you want to come along figuring she'd go oh hail no and she goes yeah so off we went and um, i
1: you got so lucky yeah you we're got g- so lucky
2: one of my first gigs dale i showed up at the punchline in new orleans i think it was uh, louisiana and john fox you remember john fox was a headliner oh sure. sure
0: sure sure, yeah and
2: so here the MC comes walking in the comedy condo with his wife and John Fox goes, I'm not sharing the condo with any. See you Tuesday. And
1: see- yeah.
2: yeah. And by the end of the week,
0: it's next Tuesday. David. Next Tuesday. I'll see you next Tuesday. <laughs> by
2: the end of the week, he actually apologized. He liked her so much, he apologized. Wow. Yeah. Back then, Carol. Did she accept and, uh, the apology or just? Oh, yeah. Back yeah, back that's day, not all
3: she accepted yeah yeah what do you think john changed his tune
2: <laughs> yeah john was uh the kind of comic that would owe the club owner money at the end of the week because you know they give they give them they used to ask you, you want to be paid white or green white being coke <laughs> <laughs> and he'd just so much coke and drink so much at the end of the week he'd actually owe the club owner money so. <laughs> you remember those well, days I- don't
0: you dale I I I I never financially got that caught up. I would rely on what's it called the gener- generosity generosity <laughs> of others. <laughs> it's like Emo Phillips had a great line. He said, "The bad thing with cocaine is that someday, my friends, it'll be your turn to buy." <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: my friends say i would i would uh i would sleep with anything that moves i say why limit yourself from the top <laughs> of her head
1: to the tag on her
2: toes she was all
1: mine
0: <laughs> he was a
2: strange cat
0: oh he was he was a neighbor of mine he was a oh that's right of from mine. down he lived, grove lived, yeah lived about four or five streets away and i went over to his house one time he wanted to put in a telephone socket or something, something that was so simple, I could do it, and so I went over there and did that for her, and then he came over my house the next week with this big baggie, and he said, I got something for your daughter, and she opened it up, and it was this enormous stuffed, whatever it was, oh, it was a big stuffed snake, that's what it was, big 20-foot stuffed snake, scared the crap out of her,
2: (laughs) I'll be going now, (laughs)
3: <laughs> so is
2: this a G-rated, PG-rated show, R-rated show? What's we try uh... to
3: keep it? We try to keep it G, but we
2: we uh, okay.
0: We hint
3: because
2: yeah, I was going to do some. I was going to do some of my favorite uh, Robert Schimmel stuff, but all of his was brilliant, but just flat filthy. Yeah, yeah.
1: So do you well, find do that people you, uh... who are going to kill themselves um um go to comedy shows? Uh,
2: nothing but knowledge. Uh, they generally socially isolate. Uh, they tend to say. State to themselves or move actually away from everybody they know and then they then they do the deed so it's uh
0: and, and and you know if i go into a comedy show your logic is they're going to make me feel better i don't want to feel better
2: yeah well um, what is actually what they're looking for is death by comic because they heard some comic say i killed yeah and <laughs> oh i heard a guy a terrorist say something about you know some of those guys was, was going to put on a vest a bomb vest And somebody said to him, but, you know, you'll die. And he goes, you only die once. I'm thinking he never did stand up.
0: Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Frank, we're almost out of time, but I want to make sure people know how to get more information about you. And we didn't even talk about your book, Guts, Grit, and the Grind, which I'm assuming is all about innards and that John Wayne movie and how you like your coffee. (laughs) Just thought that up on the spot. Yeah, summarize that's that's it. Good well, good. There he is. <laughs> <laughs> but where can they? Uh, where can they go to find out more about you, or possibly
2: uh book you for one of
0: their events
2: to uh, to talk uh, about this? Because it's an important topic. The mental health comedian, or as we say down south, the mental health comedian. And my phone number's and there. Where, emails there. Where, where, where are you located? Uh, Eugene, Oregon, People's Republic of Eugene. Ah,
0: okay. He was a nice guy, I heard. Yeah, Oregon sure. is a is a is a very a very odd uh, odd place. I took a out-
2: oh god, novels. oh lord, yeah. They, you can they,
1: legally they... kill yourself there. You've got a great market for yourself. <laughs> Good job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. De-
2: death with dignity. You can choose your time and place. You are absolutely right. Yeah, it's an odd place. Okay, it's, uh, that's what
0: that's what I want.
2: I want to live to be 100 and then be shot by a jealous husband. That's what I want. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and write a bad check to the funeral home because I spent all my money. (laughs)
0: Well, folks, I hope that you uh, enjoyed, that you uh, learned a little something. And if you you yourself or know of anybody who you think might be depressed, please, um, you know, get them to a... uh, to a, a, I guess a suicide, not depressed, but suicidal. Get them to a suicide prevention call, or uh, at the end of the show, we're going to give you Frank's
2: home number, and you can just call him. You can <laughs> actually. <laughs> I, give of, I, I give it out. I it out every keynote I do. I get. I say, look, if you're suicidal, call the lifeline. If you're having a bad day, call a crazy person. Here's my cell. And wow. people call occasionally. Oh, let me leave you this. Kid calls me. Tells a young guy, and he goes, I can't believe this is your real number. I go, man, how Bad would the karma be if I said, if you're really having a bad day, call me and give you a fake number? I said, I have a comic. I'll make it worse for you. Hold, please. And then I said, Here's your own whole music. Another one bites the dust. Then another one gone. And another one gone. <laughs> and
1: another one gone. <laughs> so if you know somebody who's suicidal, buy them some bacon flavored lube and you're good.
2: Yes. And you you go. schedule a discovery call with Carolyn. Uh. (laughs) frank thank you so
1: much
0: we are out of time and we really do appreciate you sharing your wisdom and your laughs with our baby boomer audience so thanks for Uh. being with us
2: Uh, nice nice to meet you as well and carol
0: and uh that about wraps it up carolyn do you have any final words for the folks
1: Final words? Not after this one, no.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, listen, that kind, of, that kind of stuff happens to me all the time. God calls me up and goes, man, sorry to leave you hanging. I said, you want to rephrase
0: that? <laughs> How about, Tim, do you have any any words of the present to, to leave with our, our, our fans? No, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're disappointing both of them. (laughs) I think another person has killed
3: themselves. I think another person has actually killed themselves (laughs) right now.
0: Oh, two more. But um, that's neither here nor there. You folks who are listening are still around. We appreciate it. Visit our website, anotherdayaboveground.com, and we will see you back here next week. In the meantime, go out and enjoy today, because it is Another Day Above Ground. And that's it for another Day Above Ground. For Dale, Tim, and Carolyn, I'm Farad Muhammad. Thanks
2: for listening.